Learn some new skills with a lot of apps. And I got a new credit card that I do not need. And apparently you can find a working iPhone at the bottom of a lake. What? It's iOS today. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This episode of iOS Today is brought to you by Plex. With Plex, you can organize and stream your personal collection of movies, TV shows, music, and photos anywhere on any device. Plex is offering Twit listeners a 30-day free trial of Plex Pass, which gives you access to all their premium features. Go to plex.tv slash twit and enter code twit to start your free trial today. And by ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy with one click. Yes, it's that easy. For three extra months free with a one-year package, go to expressvpn.com slash iOS today. Hello, and welcome back to iOS Today. You probably, Leo says some words here about what the show is, but you know we're changing it up because Leo's not here today. <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing here? I am Leo. <laughs> Hello, Leo Laporte. Uh, I am Megan Maroney. I used to sit in that seat when Leo would sit in this seat, and sometimes you would. I would talk to you, and it's I'll all we're, it's a big. And, it's the circle of life. And, and it moves now. us all, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Disney, it's fine. I didn't say that many words from the <laughs> lyrics. It's it's cool. Uh, so we have you here today. Um, I you know sent you a message in the secret way that both of us communicate, mm-hmm. uh, which is text messaging for those of you who haven't mm-hmm. heard of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided to talk today about skills. Yes, because you have skills. <laughs> And I have some skills, and we've learned those skills in a different way. But more importantly, you were – tell me, you were editing an article or – So my new job is at Medium. Um, uh, that is a platform mm-hmm. online, and um, I work for a publication called One Zero. And my job is to find people who are writing interesting stories about technology. And there was a story that I was editing about a guy who lived in Nigeria, and he had all these tips for getting a job in tech – in Nigeria and they were great tips. They were really great tips for people wanting to get a job anywhere mm-hmm. or and one of his recommendations was like you don't necessarily need to learn to code. Maybe you could get a job in tech doing PR or marketing or you know just help or any anything. Like everyone thinks like I have to code and right. know, coding isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's how I found this app. Should we start with that app or you want to get to it later? Uh no actually I think that that's the perfect uh, okay. perfect way to start with it. So we've we've collected a bunch of uh, apps and services that will help you learn skills, but we want to start with the one that Megan learned about because I was really excited to hear about this, particularly because it's free. Yes, it's a free app. It's from Google and it's called Primer. And what I really, uh, it, it teaches you all kinds of skills and it, it's a really an iPhone app. So mm-hmm. it's great for people, great for people who only have iPhones. They don't necessarily have you know, an iPad. Um, but so here it is. And I'm going to, I've already started this app. I've already learned. Um, I think I'm learning uh, social media here. I can't really Ooh. remember. So I'll just pick up where I left off. Um, CLV helps you answer those questions by looking at the entire relationship you have with a type of customer and estimating how much that person is worth to your business. I'm going to start over. I totally C-L-V. forgot what CLV stands for. CLV. Let's, let's see. Figure. Customer lifetime value. Customer lifetime value. So this was fun. So 
Um, let me, I am going to go back. Uh, so imagine there's a business called Yasui Yo-Yos. Okay. Their handcrafted yo-yos are popular with a variety of customers. They want to focus on attracting and retaining the quote-unquote right ones. The ones that like have the right arm length and the, the really into yo-yos. <laughs> right. They're like, they live with yo-yos. Yes, they love exactly. yo-yos. Yeah. So Yasui Yo-Yos sort their current customers into different types and start evaluating each for their long-term business value. Let's help them. Okay, I want to. Um, so ask yourself which customers would be more oh, profitable for Yasui Yo-Yos in the long run. Parents who want a fun one-time gift for their kids, toy enthusiasts who like to collect finely crafted yo-yos, or tourists who want a novelty souvenir. Okay, so I'm thinking with the first and the third, we've got kind of one-time people. We've got your person who goes to the airport and is like, oh, my great-aunt Gertrude is, knows that I've gone to San Francisco, so I'm just going to get a yo-yo with the Golden Gate Bridge on it. Mm-hmm. And then the first one, of course, is like little Sally Sally Sue wants a yo-yo, but then she'll put it down after two minutes. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the second one because they collect them. So they probably right. got a lot of yo-yos. <gasps> That's <gasps> <Yes>. right. <laughs> Toy collectors are the right types of customers as they're more likely to become long-term customers of Yasui Yo-Yos and help their company reach their business goals. Meanwhile, parents who want to blah, 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 blah. So you get it. Yes. You get it. And then, uh, so you can just go through here. Let's go back out. Um, So I can learn how to work with social media influencers, surviving and thriving on social media. Um, You can search if you want business planning, learn how to write a business plan, selling business plan. So this is a lot of stuff you could go online and like, oh, someone's offering this um, course in business management and it only costs $899. Well, you don't need that. You can just go here. Um, And it's pretty basic, but if you're thinking of starting a business and you don't have a lot of extra income, Mm -hmm. I recommend it. Yeah. And what I like is uh, after you sort of go through these different trainings, then you can prove that you've completed these courses. You get like little certificates and things like that. Um, So it's kind of nice that there's a little bit of a of proof, so to speak, that, you know, you've gone through this training and to be able to add those to your resume is just a nice thing. So it, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be that even that's your main job, mm-hmm. but the idea that you can say, okay, I do have a little bit of experience in this and this and this, it makes that that delicious ice cream sundae that you are all the better because you've got the sprinkling of, of peanuts if you're not allergic and the cherry on top and the whipped cream top. It's got, you know what I mean? You, you're adding all of those as you're completing these uh, different trainings. I think that's pretty neat. I do have to call out uh, Scooter X in the chat because uh, when we were talking about the yo-yo business, he said, I heard the yo-yo business has its ups and downs. And that's that's pretty good. That's <laughs> that is pretty, pretty good. good. I thought that Scooter X was going to say something about privacy, which I have to admit, I didn't really look into. And I'm not, it's like, it's Google. So they're not looking at, like, they're not going to steal your idea for a yo-yo business if you're using it. But they are, I mean, it's their data company. You're, so you're logged in, but yeah. that it, you're not, you know, each of these isn't like, and what is your social security number. And you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like you're giving too much. It's really being given to you, which I kind of like here that that is available for, for free, Yes, which is rare. And like you said, in places, you know, we, we are seeing an increase in uh, low income countries and in places where you might not have access to typical internet 
we're seeing a lot of smartphones there. Mm -hmm. And so if someone in a place where they don't have access to, you know, a work uh, program that they get through their job or something like that, this is free learning that they can then add to their resume. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I have a friend whose son is um, trying to be a filmmaker, um, but on the side, he is um, doing social media. Like, that's his job. And I thought, oh, well, you know, back in my day when we wanted to have a creative job, um, we would have to wait tables while we were, you know, making it big. But um, now, you know, now you can just do social media. So it's, I mean, because kids... Kids, the kids these days, they know a lot more about social media even than you and I do. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I signed up whenever I downloaded Primer. The first thing I did was sign up for the uh, social media training. I, I want to know what they have to say. And some of it I'll probably go... But some of it will be helpful. Yeah. And uh, I, can, I can, I don't know, learn more. I, it's, you can always, I think, whether you're making yourself more helpful in the company that you currently work for and then you get to negotiate higher pay or you are making yourself uh, valuable for a future job or whatever it happens to be. Maybe you're just a curious person who likes to learn. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, speaking of that, I would like to talk about now. This one is one that doesn't fit into the it's all free man Mm -hmm. uh but linkedin learning uh which you know it used to be called uh lynda.com has become linkedin learning um and this this application has a bajillion detrillion different uh service or rather skills that you can learn and it's not just it used to kind of be it was like learn the adobe suite and i can remember I was a big old nerd in in high school and middle school, actually. It might have been middle school. And at that time, um, I remember spending an entire summer where, you know, during the day I would go with friends to the pool and stuff like that. But I would spend my nights learning Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Illustrator and Premiere, all these different applications. And those skills became helpful to me when I got was getting a job in college and, and when I was doing a web show with friends in high school and so on and so forth. And some of those skills I still have today and still use those. And I learned those all the way back in middle school from LinkedIn Learning. Um, and so I'm really like thankful that this program exists it is a little expensive if you are, you know, you're, you're going for the subscription. But what I can say is it was well worth the price to me, um, which at the time I was probably getting with, you know, allowance. So it wasn't really my price, but it was just incredibly helpful. And now we've got new uh, types of, of tutorials like creating and managing a YouTube channel, which if you're not a YouTuber, apparently you're behind. Uh, body language for women editing mastery, how to edit writing to perfection. I mean, some of these you wouldn't have seen before um, necessarily with with just the, the, like I said, Adobe suite of things. And so, look, electronics foundations, like basic circuits. So if you're like a maker or you want to get into DIY, there are so many ways to learn different skills here. And these different uh, tools and tutorials involve lots of different videos that... It's a whole course here. Let me see if I can pop it up really quickly. No, you don't need to use Bluetooth. Thank you. Um, And so you can see down here, we've got, you know, this whole lesson, this whole lesson, and it just goes through all the way. So much to learn. And most of these videos have transcripts included, so it's very accessible. Uh, And as you learn new things, then it suggests other things that you should check out. You can download it to your device. So if you're on a long airplane flight and you want to learn how to 
I don't know, Photoshop your dog into a photo, then you can do that or a work skill. Have you ever used any of these video-based training services before? I have. I've definitely used LinkedIn Learning and I liked it. Um, and I think I also had like the the pro subscription to LinkedIn and I think you got that with, with it, it or you got some mm-hmm. videos with it. And I, there's a lot you can watch in, pre, in preview too. Yeah. Um, Hello and welcome to video writing using humor to communicate and persuade. That's the uh, one that I picked. Shulman. Using humor to communicate and uh, That's how I live my life. And I do like the people that are doing it. The people that are doing it are not like they're you know what I don't like about like when you you know an informational film it's mm-hmm. always like some actor. Mm-hmm. These are not actors, they're no. experts. Yes. So yes. That, that's what I like. That's a really good point because I was just having to watch a video the other day and I could tell it was a professional actor um, who had the most bizarre accent, which is like a, unite, like an accent from the U.S. Mm-hmm. And that was throwing me off the whole time. And I'm trying, I have to like complete this course and answer these questions correctly. It was for work. And I just couldn't get over this person's accent. And there, <laughs> there's something about like when it's an expert that kind of thing doesn't matter to me because yeah. I'm immediately just like, I know you know your stuff. I have immediate respect for you. I'm immediately drawn in and I can see that. And then that's how you, I think that, you know, the, the true mark of, a, of an expert is someone who can teach and explain without mm-hmm. there being any, you know, complication for a, a learner. Mm-hmm. So they do find, I think, the best people to offer these different courses where you feel like you're getting your money's worth and you also feel like you're learning new skills. Yeah. You can do audio only, too. So it's nice if you're in the car or something and um, you want to be learning. Always yeah. learning. Always, always, okay. always be learning. Mm-hmm. ABL mm-hmm. is the other uh, acronym we're going to keep in our heads today. Oh, good. Hashtag ABL, your tweets to iOS today to tell us what you are learning. Uh, let's move on to the next one, Megan Maroney. Yes. Or should I say, Megan Maroney? You should say it that I way. I should say <laughs> it that way, and I did, and I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I like it. Oh, are, are we going to sing or draw? We're going to sing. Oh, good. Oh, that's why you sing. Oh, that's I get what, it. I get yeah. it. I get it. <laughs> See, just, just one more episode, we'll have it all down. We'll just be reading each other's <laughs> <Yes>. minds. <laughs> so this app is called... I really feel like Leo, because like, that was my job to be like, here's the segue, and then he would just be like, what? Yeah, and what segue? Like, what? Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and we're moving into the segue and it's not awkward. All right, Singbot. This is a new app that I learned about uh, just a few, I think like a week ago. So I'm going to take off the Apple Pencil here. I'm going to do uh, this awkward thing. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So I'm going to hit, there's a little X at the top that I'm going to hit. And so I can skip the subscription. I do want to point it out though. Um, I mean, this thing is legit. So you get a three-day free trial and then it costs you $8 a week after that. But $8 a week sounds expensive, Mm -hmm. but this thing is legit. So I'm going to pop out of there and let me go ahead and pop in my AirPods here really quickly. Well, in terms of money, I will tell you that uh, my two 14-year-old boys are currently at singing lessons um, right now, and it costs a lot more than $7.99 a week. (laughs) And we have to pay them separately. But I cannot recommend singing lessons to anyone of any age. Oh, my. More singing in this world is what I think. More singing in this world. But the thing about uh, singing lessons and vocal lessons is that it teaches you how to properly use your voice. It teaches you breath support. It also helps with your posture. You learn how to provide yourself with the exact amount of air that you need, depending on what's going to be coming out. It's 
you know, at some point in your life, you probably will have to give some sort of, of talk in front of either a small group of people or a large group of people. And this is uh, very helpful with that. And you're strengthening your diaphragm, which is fantastic as well. Here we go. Oh, wait. I got to hear it. Ah. Nope. I'm not getting past that. Let me see. So you can't hit that note? Mm-hmm. Okay, now I hear it again. Uh, uh, you get the idea. So I do. <laughs> here is the thing um, about about this this app that I really like is that um, it it teaches you you know the, the starting lessons you have more control over your voice with a with your mouth closed uh, because when you open your mouth then it adds all of the dynamics that your mouth provide mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've seen the. Um, the movie about Queen, but uh, Freddie Mercury is talking about how because of the extra space in his mouth and it provides like an extra octave or something for him. I don't know if that's true, but your resonators and all that stuff, it does make a difference in in how well you can sing and, or I shouldn't say how well you can sing, how well you can reproduce notes. And so speaking with a closed mouth though gives you more control. So you start out with the mms as I was doing here. Um, What I want to do is, is try this with like, an actual set of headphones and a microphone because it's having to use the the AirPods microphone. It's listening through that. And, you know, these have noise cancellation of their own and, and all that kind of stuff. So I want to do it kind of unadulterated, uh, pure experience and see how well, um, because I've been told that I can match pitch pretty well. Um, and so this was kind of making me feel pretty kind of crummy. But, but... If you do have that where you are wearing a pair of headphones and maybe you're using the microphone that's built into your phone or your iPad, it does start to teach you these lessons as you move through then it gets more and more complicated. And then you can start to learn how to, if you don't know how to match pitch, you start there and you move on. Like I said, it strengthens your your uh, vocal abilities. And I think that's pretty awesome. So if you're looking to learn the skill that is singing, but more importantly, just learn how to improve your vocal abilities overall, then you should check out SingBot. I have a question, just a technical question here. Like I noticed that you, see, I saw this and I said, oh, subscribe now, um, $7.99 per seven days, three-day free trial. There's no way I'm going to remember. But I saw you just X'd out of that. Yeah. And so are you going to get charged in three days? I, so... Because you didn't click subscribe now. Exactly. So no, that definitely won't happen. Uh-huh. Um, but what I think is probably going to happen is after three days are up, it'll say, hey, the only way to continue is if you subscribe, um, is is my understanding of how that will work. So Apple, especially with this app, because it was featured in the App Store, they will have looked through it to make sure there aren't any you know bad practices like that. Yeah. Uh, so they have to be honest about how... They they do those subscriptions and some do get passed, but this one being featured, like I said, I think that that uh, definitely makes a difference. Yeah, but that's a good tip though, which I always forget. Just click that. Look X. for the X yeah. if you can find the X. Yeah, I X. like to to tap on that as much as possible, and then sometimes you don't even have to like sign up for an account or yeah. you know type in your username and or make a username, make a password, make an email, etc. 
which is really nice. But you know, if you do subscribe, Leo will pay for it. This is true. <laughs> now I just get Twit to pay for it. So yeah. I'm going to learn to sing, y'all. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about, you said, you said you don't necessarily need to know how to code. Right. But it can be helpful. Yes. I think, yeah, I think, I I don't know. We've definitely gone through that phase where it's like, everyone needs to code. And <laughs> that is not true. Um, but if that's, if you have an aptitude for it, why not learn Or an it? interest. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't know if you're, you know, if you are the person who can code. And this is one of the things uh, that I think that Apple may miss a little bit of a, an opportunity here. Um, because their app, it's called Swift Playgrounds. And Swift Playgrounds is marketed as a way to teach kids how to code. But I include myself in that like level of coding skill. Mm-hmm. I've done HTML and I've done CSS, but those aren't the same thing at all in comparison to uh, learning how to code with Swift. And although the, you know, the animations are silly and it's a little bit lighthearted, if it's teaching me how to use these different commands and things like that, then it's still helpful to me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to feel, um, well, and I don't, I don't feel ashamed for saying like, oh yeah, I use Swift Playgrounds. But here, you know, it's walking you through and it's talking about like, you probably followed a recipe to make something delicious or or learned how to put something together like Lego. And the way to get through is, you know, by following the the proper instructions. Well, it turns out that Basically, when you're writing code, you're giving your application instructions to follow and you have to do it in a certain way to make things work how you want them to. So you take this little character named Byte, a uh, little, little goo 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 goo. Uh, definitely a goo goo. <laughs> definitely a little goo goo. <laughs> and you tell it to move forward, for example, and you get to collect gems. So it's like a game, which is, you know, people like to have things gamified. Um, we went on a hike and we were both mm-hmm. like, oh, got to get our, got to get our, uh, mm-hmm. our exercise rings collected. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, have you ever played with playgrounds? I have played with it and I do enjoy it and there's no shame in it. There's no shame in adults playing with playground, I think. Um I and I, you know, same same with you. I don't I don't even think I ever learned CSS. I've just done um HTML. So it is um I like it and it's fun and it's interesting and it's definitely I mean I I played with a lot of coding apps before. Mm-hmm. Um and this one definitely like a lot of those got Sherlock to like it's one of those situations where you know coding apps like this have been around for you know four or five years and then but any of them that I tried before were not as good as this like this feels like Apple really um did better you know the ones for kids I think so yeah I think it's great I'm surprised more people don't use it and don't talk about it like I'm surprised they don't really use it very much in my kids school it seems because they all had iPads Mm -hmm. Um, but they really didn't. Well, in Apple's uh, Everyone Can Code and Everyone Can Draw initiatives, those different um, lesson plan dealies that they, they announced, I'm surprised that those aren't kind of out there more. I figured if, if there was any state where I could go and you know see that at use in schools, it was going to be California. But uh, perhaps I'm not looking yet in the right places to, to see that. But um, regardless, despite the fact, like we said, that it's kind of uh, marketed, I think, towards kids – I can remember using this whenever it first came out and getting excited and like, oh man, I wonder if that means I could do this or do that and starting to play there and then taking that and going to Apple's like college uh, mm-hmm. tutorials that are in their, 
iTunes University. University. Thank you. iTunes University. See, Megan would remember. She did. <laughs> iTunes University <laughs> options. And so I was able to go there and download some stuff and start to learn. And then I, you know, went away from it and have forgotten. But just like any language, it's like riding a bike. No, it's not. You no. got to practice, practice, practice. But one good thing is if you're a parent of like a, I don't know, six-year-old and up and they As I like, am. <laughs> at your dogs. <laughs> Their dogs would love this. Um <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, if they just demand the iPad all the time, this is a good thing that like you can just oh. say like, here, you can play with this app and, you know, you can keep them in. If they're young enough, you can keep them in that single app and just, you know, force them to learn to code um, <laughs> instead force of playing you. whatever dumb game that they're playing with ads and et cetera. Yeah. Um, I want to, I just found this sensor at arcade. After we're done, I'm going to play with that. Look at that sensor. guy. What are we doing there? <laughs> are we, oh, is it like heat? And, oh, using the iPads, built-in yeah. sensors. Now so, we're interested. Let's yeah. see what happens it's, in this. Oh. Okay. I love that little guy. It's so cute. What do you yeah. call that one? If pinky. mine was a goo-goo. That's that, pinky. That's a little pinky. <laughs> Inside every iPad are sensors that can detect things in the environment. And they look like pinky. Yeah. <laughs> the microphone <laughs> can detect noise. <laughs> oh. There is sound. It's making squishy noises. Oh. Um, so this is, yeah, there's a, a lot of, whoa, interesting stuff. So, yeah. That looks like your, it looks a little bit like your hand. Are mm -hmm. your nails painted white today? Yeah. That, yeah. They modeled this after me. Um, I wonder what <laughs> now that you have three hands. <laughs> yes. Kevin's adding fingers to the screen. It's very confusing. Um, yeah. So it can get really advanced. I oh. think. And whoa, it detects different. Okay, this is, see, I think this is fascinating. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, marketed towards kids, but uh, this is true, Chickenhead 21. Chihuahuas are well-known Java coders. And we <laughs> need those because Java, nobody knows how to code Java these days. So true. Everybody out there who knows how to code Java just got very angry at me. Mm -hmm. uh, you can so direct your upsetness uh, to my Twitter account. That's at Megan Maroney. <laughs> yes. Uh, so is this still Swift here that we're learning? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's only so if you want to learn anything else besides Swift, you got to go elsewhere. You got to go outside of Apple's Swift box, yeah. as they definitely call it. It's weird that Apple would come up with an app that was just designed for their own, own coding. yeah coding language. That's like they're trying to keep people in their ecosystem or something. That's weird. Never <laughs> yeah. heard of them doing that. Really, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, but this is iOS today, so you know that we know that you know that they know mm -hmm. that they do that, right? Do you want to learn to draw, Megan? Yes. Oh, wait, you probably know how to draw. <sighs> I am not good at drawing. Here, draw um, while okay. I'm talking about this. You can okay. draw a picture, you can draw of, a picture okay. of me. All right. Okay, so I'm going to talk about learn drawing, um, which again I've got to flip this uh, iPad, which I hate to do, but here we are. Um, so these are some newly added options in here that walk you step by step through. Drawing. Now, I did some research on some of the best drawing apps available in the iPad for teaching you how to draw. And a lot of people say that the best way to learn how to draw is by mimicking the greats. That's how a lot of painters learn how to paint. They'll go and they'll check out these paintings done by consummate professionals who have made beautiful things and they learn the paint strokes and things like that. Same thing applies here. You know, Van Gogh made this Lego painting right here, in fact. And so if you follow along with it, then you can learn how to paint like Van Gogh. Or Van Gogh, apparently, is how it's supposed to be said. Um, so whenever you tap into it, your first step is always going to be the finished drawing. And up here in the top right corner, you've got your different drawing tools 
for color change, erasing, drawing squares and circles and things like that, sharing, etc. So I'm going to hit next and you can see that it takes you through the steps. So I'll draw a circle and then a rectangle here. And then next it says, okay, add a nice little elf ear. Oh man, I'm amazing. I've been, I've been, you know, a, a painter for years. Uh, we draw the hairlines and the face. Oh yeah, I got to get those eyes. Mm, eyebrows on fleek. Got to get the dimples, of course. And we're following through here. Oh wait, I already drew that. So that's, you know, we're just uh, really following the process. Uh, and you kind of get the idea. It takes you through the steps to slowly but surely add all of the stuff to make it. And the idea is that as you do this, you're going to get better with learning, you know, how to create these strokes on your own, how to sort of, if you're drawing something from an image or uh, something like that, then you can go ahead and know what you should be doing. And one thing I do want to point out, it kind of does some onion skinning. So you can see that line there, apparently I was supposed to have already drawn. The red line is the most recent one. The blue one is the one that you'd have just completed and so it shows you over the course what needs to be done and what is already done so you can kind of sort through. So I'm just going to try to finish this really quickly so don't judge my beautiful, um, honestly, this is modern art and mm -hmm. so you really can't judge it is how that works. Yeah. That's really uh, oh, good. now this is the annoying thing. I begged <sighs> this app. I said to the screen, please app, please give me a way to pay to not have ads. No. But the fact is most of the time, when you are an app that doesn't have, you know, or e but even apps that do have a lot of, of users, you can end up making more money on ads than you can if you did offer mm -hmm. an in-app subscription. And so you do get these apps from time to time. And that's why I took a while to try and come up with, you know, to, to do the research to try and find an app that was the best at offering uh, these options. And this is genuinely listed as one of the best. That's mine. I did that. That's really good. What, what do you think of mine? Oh, yeah. So here we go. Now it's time to see. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is. Can we just here? Let me. Yeah. Hold that up next to you. It's I am really a good artist. Perfectly accurate. <laughs> I think I captured your inner soul in that, too, because you look like 40 years older than you actually are. And I think inside you are really an old man. <laughs> love it love it i am an old man and i don't have arms too is, yeah. is what, what is, um yeah. yeah i'm really pretty proud of this thanks for inviting me back so of i course. can show off what a good artist i am now i did um drop my <laughs> apple pencil oh you did i noticed yeah. that and i noticed that that's you, why you didn't draw the apple pencil on that sketch. yeah exactly um i did notice you dropped it in your lap and i was thought I wouldn't get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was going to stay there, but it was in my legs and then it was on the floor. So my Apple Pencil is down there. Uh, but that's that's learned drawing. Now, have you, um, because you are an amazing artist, <laughs> yeah. so it's clear that you've probably used some of these apps mm -hmm. and services before. Have you uh, used, have you done any drawing like on your iPad? I mean, you have an Apple Pencil. What's that for? Uh, I do like to draw. Um, Let me see. Um, I have the, what's the, in light? No, what's the other? I do have a lot of the really expensive like drawing apps. Procreate? Yes. Um, oh, I haven't, I haven't, re I cleared out my um, thing, oh, so I'd have yeah. to download it again. And probably my great drawings. So yeah, I really like Procreate. It doesn't teach you how to draw. It basically teaches you that you're not, not, a good, not artist. good at art. Oh, you have Procreate. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Wow. 
Look at that. Another, I, you know, that one's actually hanging in the MoMA. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh-huh. I, I, uh, I donated it. Um, I, oh, see, okay. No, I would have expected it to save my things in iCloud that I drew, but I haven't drawn, drawn any of these. Oh, you did do that. You did do that last one. Yeah, that, that one. That was another picture I drew of you. Wow. But... Looks just like me <laughs> yeah. as well. It's weird how you capture my likeness in so many unique ways. Yeah. There's your uh, earring. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> mm. It's perfect. I have a big blue earring. <laughs> I just don't know how you you just perfectly capture my essence. No. Yeah, here, Micah. <laughs> now it's you. I love how you also labeled this one with Micah. It's, yeah. it's definitely, really you were did. like, yeah. just in case you didn't know, yeah. that is uh, Micah there. I will be hanging this at my desk for sure. Oh, good. Um, so this is, this is the point. There are apps that teach you how to draw, but you can also just go in, have fun. Um, you don't need the Apple Pencil to use the Learn Drawing app. Uh, like I said, it is free, which is nice. There's no Except in-app purchase ads. or anything like that. Um, the ads do get in the way a little bit, but they are there. Uh, but that, my friends, is uh, one way to learn how to draw. We've learned how to draw. We've learned how to sing. We've learned how to learn new skills. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to, to cover? Well, um, you had Memrise listen, listed here, mm-hmm. but, um, and that, I, I was doing some Memrise yesterday, um, learning language, because I've mostly used Duolingo, which mm-hmm. we've yeah, talked Duolingo about Yeah, Duolingo is a pretty popular one. Um, but I liked Memrise because it actually showed people saying the words. Yes. So, um, what language are you? Okay, I'm learning Spanish. German right now. Oh, you now. are? Oh. Da. So, um, that's not German. That's your, see, I, okay. Estes? Is right. oh, yeah. Beautiful. Como estas? Yeah, so como estas? Okay, como... And you have to write it. With the proper... Because not... I think there's an accent over the A. Oh, yeah. Oh, over the A? Yeah, I think so. Because it's estas. Like that? I think so. Um, I... Como estas? Ah. Oh, yes. So I like that because Duolingo doesn't show you people. It's all, you know, just you don't learn anything. Let me show you the German um, while you're doing that one. If I can ever get back to my main screen here. And Memrise, was that free? No. Memrise, you do have to get a subscription. There are plans available. Uh, so it's $30 for the first year, but that's 50% off. It's $60 after that. Okay. However, Salute. that's a lot less money than a lot of those uh, services that are out there. Mm-hmm. Out there, rather. Let me show you. So willkommen, of course, means welcome. And the reason I'm learning German, I think it's a fascinating language. Um, have you ever seen Arrival? Yes. So there's this idea that by learning a language, you can become more aware. And I like that this uh, that German has a lot. It, you, you can put words together to make new words and make words have more meaning. And it just gives you more to say than you could say in some other languages, including English. So I find German really fascinating. Plus, it has a lot of cognates or cognates, if that's how you pronounce it. So it's a little bit easier to learn. Um, yeah. That's funny because whenever like someone's looking for a new, you know, on Twitter, they're like, what's a new word for this, you know, that the thing where like yes, you're about to read an ad. and it's usually going to be German. Like someone in, you know, yeah, like, someone in German is like, read in the ad. Yeah, that's, read in <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's not a thing. And I'm sorry, German folks. I love the language truly. <laughs> um, but you know what else I love? What? TV? TV <laughs> and movies and watching TV and movies. And having all of my content in one place. And that's why I'm excited to tell you all out there about Plex. 
This episode of iOS Today is brought to you by our pals at Plex. Plex brings together all the media that matters to you in a single app and is available on any device, no matter where you are. You can organize and stream your personal collection of movies, TV shows, music, and photos for free. And you can also stream your favorite podcasts. Hey, I know a podcast you might want to stream there. Web series and news for free as well. Plex is no longer just the place to keep your movies that you have in your own personal music library. It's the place where you're going to find all of your content. So like I said, I have a, a subscription to iOS today there, mostly to make sure that the show's going up as it should, but it makes it super simple that, hey, maybe after I'm done watching one of those TV shows that I you know, purchased the whole thing of, of The Office, for example, and I want to catch up on the latest episode of iOS today. And then right after that, I, of course, want to listen to Beyonce or, I don't know, Megan, what do you like to listen to? I like some Beyonce. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else do I like to listen to? Um, I like to listen to a lot of show tunes. And a lot of show tunes. Mm-hmm. So you go from iOS today to show tunes, then you go, you watch a movie. It's all there and it's all in one place. That's what I love. But not only is it all there and all in one place, it's all there, all in one place on all the different devices that you're using. And folks, you have got to upgrade to the Plex Pass It's less than $5 a month, and you're going to get the best of Plex with exclusive and early access to premium features. That's going to include offline syncing, so you can use mobile sync, so you can have your movies, your shows, your music, your photos on your mobile devices for offline enjoyment. So even if you're on the plane and you're not wanting to pay that subscription for the the airplane Wi-Fi, you've got everything right there with you. That's a lot better than some of these different uh, subscription services that only certain movies and things like that are available to download and have offline. This is a neat feature. You can watch live broadcast TV and use DVR with a Plex Pass, an antenna, and a tuner. You can stop paying for cable and still enjoy great TV. I was just doing the research yesterday, I think it was, to learn what exactly I needed, including an antenna and a tuner in order to use Plex to get those broadcast stations and then keep them on my devices and watch wherever I am. Plus, premium music. You can enjoy those features like lyrics. Hello, are you excited to have a karaoke event at your house? Plex is going to make that super easy. So after you all finish eating popcorn and watching the movie, you've had a glass of wine, now it's time to bust out the music, the tunes, and start singing together. That sounds awesome, as well as custom curated playlists based on your personal music preferences. This is a pretty neat feature that Plex has had for a long time that I know people do get excited about. It's their cinema-like experience. When you go to a movie, you get to watch those fun uh, trailers before the movie begins, and you can do that here with your personal movie collection. So there's trailers, there's behind-the-scene features, and never-before-seen footage That's when you get Plex Pass. So this gives new life to the content that you already have. You download Plex, you get it all installed, you start running it, you get the Plex Pass subscription, and then you're suddenly getting access to so much more because those trailers, that never-before-seen footage and behind-the-scenes stuff is all available. That's kind of been the fun thing for me. It's like, yeah, I've got this content, but I want to breathe new life into it. Now there's so much more and I get excited every time it's time to start a new one. Uh, If you got multiple users, I do want to point out that you can get managed accounts so you can switch between those easily with Plex Home. And for those of us with little chihuahuas or little children, there are parental (laughs) controls so you can safely let your little ones enjoy while you, you know, keep your, your awesome Marvel movies and things like that that maybe aren't uh, for the little ones. So with Plex Pass, you're also going to get the Plex Pass perks. 
for exclusive access to promos and discounts on partner products. And you get to use the newest features before everyone else. Uh, I think that's fun. So cut the cable cord and save big. Plex is offering Twit listeners, all of you out there, a 30-day free trial of Plex Pass, which gives you access to all those premium features I talked about. If you go to plex.tv slash twit and enter the code twit, it'll start your free trial of Plex Pass today. Once more, that's plex.tv slash twit. You got to check it out. Go get your personal library loaded up and have access to that stuff everywhere. And cut that dog on cable cord. Thanks so much to Plex. Now, Megan, let's talk about news, news, news. You brought something with you that folks have been talking a lot about. Well, you kind of brought something. You brought your phone, which has it on there, yes. right? Yes. Exactly. So um, I got an email uh, last week, late last week, Thursday, um, saying I was invited. Whoa, (laughs) exclusive. To get the Apple card. And I've never been invited by Apple to do anything. (laughs) Um, So the fact that they were just inviting me to spend money, that they would take a cut of every purchase I made, that didn't matter. I was invited. invited. I was invited. Yeah. And I can make a guess. They said it's, you know, so I signed up, you know, to be notified, but there's a slow rollout. And I can, I can make some educated guesses um, because for the five years I was here working um, at Twit, I would buy every new iPhone, every new iPad. Of course, I would charge that to, I mean, I would expense that and mm. then Leo would end up paying, but it can't, you know, it came through but now my- now you're Leo, right? So I have to charge you? <laughs> exactly, right? yes. But it came through my Apple ID and I used my credit card. So they were like, look, this lady has some dough. Little ah. did they know. <laughs> so I got it and I was like, oh, I'm going to sign up. So it really took five minutes to sign up. I, I gave them my information. I took a picture of my driver's license. Um, I'm sure I gave them my social security card, but not really. Pricked your finger, the, gave them a little bit of blood. Not that much of stuff. And then it was like, you just wait and then you get, I got approved. Um, so whether I deserve it to be approved or not, that is, you know, we'll see. Um, if I end up asking for money and, you know, because I've overspent <laughs> on my Apple like, card. Um, hey. But it was so easy. And, like, I come from a generation where you used to, like, have to write your Social Security number in every little box and then send oh, it yeah. away. And, I mean, I still, I say I come from a generation, but we were doing that pretty much maybe last year or two years ago. I think I did that earlier this year. <laughs> yeah. So I have some screenshots of what it looks like. So I... um my first purchase was at Acre Coffee down the road, and I bought some coffee. and And so it turned it turns color when you buy something. So do you know? Have you done? See, this is my problem: is I'd start spending money trying to see what, what, yeah. what how it changes yeah, you color. Just buy random stuff because that looks kind of coffee colored. Yeah, it is. I think it was food and coffee. So and then I bought some clothes, and it's still sort of orange. So I'm not exactly sure oh. what that means. I guess now it's you can show this. It is yellow and orange. Okay, yeah, I do so, see like a nice little. Uh, maybe I on the bought. Outside. Yeah, so maybe it's clothes and coffee. I don't know. Honestly, it looks like a makeup palette. It, does, it really does. Um, but yeah, I haven't paid any bills with it. And so when I, you know, when we started the show, I said like, "This is a credit card I don't need because I don't need it. I have two other credit cards that are great." Um, I have, they're both Chase cards. They're really super popular cards. One doesn't have an annual fee and um, the other Chase card is the Sapphire Reserve and has a ridiculous annual fee, but you get travel, you get like money back for travel, plus all your points go to travel. And I use that card just as sort of a, um, you know, it's a promise to travel. Like I'm sure you've seen this science that says that. um, If you you don't 
do it, you won't do it. Is that what you're talking about? If you don't do it, you won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what okay, I'm that was about. a little obvious. I'm sorry <laughs> um, for interrupting. That we we overestimate um, the joy that buying a thing is going to bring us, and we underestimate oh. the joy that an experience is going to bring us. Okay. And so, like, I think of travel as an experience, and I think of like using a card. Um, that is going to give me travel points. It's like a promise to myself. I will travel because it's so much easier to be like, ugh, because I have, you know, I have three kids. It's five people in my family. Like a, oh, I stole your pen. Um, a ticket to anywhere. Like yeah. if we five of us go literally anywhere, it's going to be a thousand dollars, and that's a lot. So I mean, we could be putting the money. Um, you know, towards a college fund or something. But why do that when we can go to Hawaii? Which we did That's this year. That's what I always say. all five tickets on travel points. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And even the Freedom Card, which is not travel points, gives 3% back on everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Apple Card just gives 3% back on Apple purchases. Mm-hmm. 2% on everything else. And if you use the physical card or if you use the, if you use the number in a place that doesn't use Apple Pay, it's only 1%. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely less money. But- then you're talking about privacy and that's the drum that Apple's been beating. And yes, it is more private. They, um, they're, they're going to share the information with, um, Goldman, Goldman Sachs. Sachs. It's also allegedly more secure or in, th- I shouldn't say allegedly, I should say in theory more secure because along with being private, it's also only giving a token to the different uh, mm-hmm. people that you're buying from. And so if that, like when Target had that huge breach, then all they'd have is that one token. They wouldn't have your actual card number. So if you're using the Apple Pay version, then yes. I'm not sure. One thing I don't know is I wonder if you swipe with the card, if it still does a token. I think because there's no number on the physical card. That's true. Hmm, That's interesting. So I believe it is. And so I think you have to have, no, I haven't used the cards because I haven't gotten it, but I'm pretty sure you still have to have an iPhone with you to use the card. So there's still you swipe the card oh. and it's going to use Face ID, I think, to, to then confirm. confirm. Fascinating, right? So I, I can't wait to hear more about yeah. that. In fact, we might follow up uh, with on the next episode what you tell me, uh, just to give some insight. If Leo hasn't gotten one by then, because um, I I have the option, I just. I don't want to add another one. Yeah. But I want to talk a little bit about, um, there was an article from CNBC, Goldman mm-hmm. Sachs is dipping into subprime lending with the Apple card. And so here's kind of my developing theory, if you will. Hmm, I think uh, possibly what's happening here, you know, the 3%, the 2%, the 1% isn't a lot. But Apple and Goldman Sachs are negotiating, you know, this is in the beginning while the card is being developed. They're negotiating on a partnership that allows people to have this card and apple wants to get as many of its united states customers as possible who have an iphone as possible to be using this card so whereas goldman sachs offering a credit card to people who have you know an immaculate credit score you're gonna possibly get that better like 10 percent, or that seems a lot but eight percent cash back or what have you they kind of had to do lowest common denominator to get the most people involved in in this. I do that every time, every show. <laughs> my my pin popped off, folks. Um, every time, uh, or they're, they're wanting to be able to get as many people as possible. And so in doing that, you've got to, you can't give huge rewards because there's more risk there is kind of what I'm, what I'm feeling. So um, subprime, usually falls under, uh, according to the CNBC article, under a FICO score of 660. So folks who have a 660 or less are included in that subprime lending. And 
Goldman Sachs, which is traditionally known for like they are like big companies and big, big money are who they loan, you know, lend to uh, for them to do this is kind of outside of things. And in fact, there was somebody who they interviewed in the article who had a 620 credit score. Um, but what we've come to understand at this card was genuinely, you know, Apple has marketed this card as, look, we're trying to help you figure out how to uh, use a credit card responsibly. You'll always know what your da 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 is. You'll know whenever it's due, this, that, and the other. And genuinely, this card was on both sides designed for responsible use. So when uh, Goldman Sachs does its calculations and finds out your credit score and all this kind of stuff, they won't where some credit card companies will give you more than really you should have and, and what you would be responsible for. They won't do that. And they are really trying to give you what you can handle. And that is a a joint effort between the two companies. And so I can understand maybe why those rewards and things like that aren't as much. So you might not be able to get the you know Chase card or the mm-hmm. Capital One card because your credit isn't high enough. But you might find yourself able to use the Apple card because they're trying to give people the option to do that and then build their credit from there. And I wanted to note, too, I found this interesting Um Back in the 1990s, Steve Jobs wanted Apple and Capital One to work together on a credit card. Mm. And they did have a credit card they were working on. There were even advertisements and things like that. But Steve Jobs didn't like the idea of a customer who wanted to get a product from Apple. He didn't like the idea of telling them no, that you can't have a product from Apple. And so famously, it never went anywhere because he didn't like the idea of having to deny someone who wanted a thing from Apple. Um, And so now there's kind of that spirit of Steve Jobs a little bit in it because they've worked to give as many people as possible the opportunity to get this card. Can you, I want to ask you, um, so you mentioned an annual fee that was a little bit high for the the uh, traveler card. Mm-hmm. We should note there's a difference between an annual fee and an annual percentage rate mm-hmm. where with the fee, you're going to pay that because it's a fee. But if you use your Apple card and you pay it off at the end of every month, mm-hmm. then you're not going to pay toward that APR. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. 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 And there's so much, I mean, when I've, I've been thinking about this and I wrote a, a piece for Medium about it too, because there's so much like privilege in this, you know, mm-hmm. that because it's like, it's the same thing about, um, you know, because privacy is really becoming something that people have to pay for, which is unfortunate. Right. Um, I hope that Apple doing this will make the rest of, you know, the the credit card companies maybe figure out how they could be more secure, like push the industry a little bit. I don't know if that's going to happen more like since goldman sachs is doing it then maybe the other ones will yeah but yeah i mean but that has that heft but there was a time when you didn't you know you didn't have to use a credit card you could just use cash and nobody would know what you were spending money on and that is going away and that's Mm -hmm. really hard um i think and you know we to live in everyone can't live in a cashless society it's difficult but my other big thought on this is the car, you know, when I went into that detail about the the Sapphire card and everything, I did a lot of research to figure out because when, you know, I say it's ridiculous and I think, um, I can't remember who in the chat room asked what's ridiculous. It's $450 a year for this card, which is crazy. And the th- it's like, oh, oh, wow. But you get, yes, money, money. You get a $300 credit 
for travel. And then, like I said, I bought five tickets to Hawaii, right. which that was going to be like, that was like $500 each. I definitely made that back, but it took a lot of, you know, time to think about it. And again, I'm like showing my privilege. Like, you know, I, sometimes people don't have money to travel and I get that. Um, but for me personally, it really works out, but it's very geeky to like figure all that out. And it's similar, like, to Android versus iPhone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there are Android people who who know that an Android phone is cheaper than a similarly specced iPhone and they want the the phone to do what they want it to do, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to get under the hood and you know, Apple, a lot of Apple people, not all Apple people, but a lot of Apple people are just like, I just want it to be easy. I just want it to show me how much money I spent and how much money I got back. And that's it. And that's all I care about. And so it's really interesting um, because I think a lot of people have complained like, well, you can't get the Apple card if you have an Android phone. Well, I don't know if that's making a lot of Android people sad. Like, yeah, I don't know if they really right. want the Android, you know, the Apple card. Right. They want the Google card. (laughs) Well, Samsung Pay and Google Pay, like that is much more of an open ecosystem. That's true. Unlike Apple Pay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's it's an interesting option for people who want it, but I don't think that this card was, A, I don't think that it's a card that everybody needs or maybe anybody needs. But on top of that, it certainly is another product that is not designed for everybody mm-hmm. and so some people are going to be unhappy with it and if you are that credit card geek then maybe you know you know that this card isn't the right one for you because you found your card that every year you end up making a thousand dollars off of the credit card company instead of them making money off of you right so you get to you get to do that if you want to mm-hmm. it's the same thing with people like who lease cars versus buying them like I've never been a lease car person because it's yeah. just like why would I be giving away all that money you know I don't own anything at the end but, you know, sometimes people lease because they have to and other times people lease because they just want a brand new car really often. And that's fine. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. And there's uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to say that I was going to say there's a card out there for you. But no, it doesn't <laughs> need to be. There doesn't need to be. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, move on because there's a show out there that might be for you. I'm so excited. Apple shared a sneak peek trailer of the morning show. This is the one. That has Steve Carell in it. Uh, that oh, I thought you were giving the heart for Reese Witherspoon. Oh no, it's it's. I love <laughs> The Office. It's The Office. I love Steve Carell so much, and now he's doing this show. Reese Witherspoon's great. Um, Jennifer Aniston's great. But here is the a little bit of the trailer. Here, it's interesting because it's. I'm gonna get a little quiet as we're talking about it because it's mostly just voiceover. Guess what? We get the draw. America loves me. I'm just here to <gasps> oh, deliver. Look who it the is. That's, that's all I ever wanted to do. Foxy Steve Carell. <laughs> to the palm of their hand. Don't you ever question my integrity in my own house again. Is that what your dressing room looks like? That is exactly what my dressing room looks like. I can guarantee Did you know they installed a dressing room for me here? I said, I will not work without a dressing room. And almond milk warmed every morning. And that's what my office looks like. trust. And that is my desk. <laughs> this is actually, surprise, this is a tour of my office at Twit. Oh, man, Steve Carell. I'm really excited about this show. Um, more so than Snoopy in space. Sorry, Snoopy fans. Okay, so I've uh, there's a lot of stuff I've just forgotten since I don't really um, focus completely on the Apple beat. But do you have to pay for it? Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, yeah. Yeah, how much? It's like fifteen dollars a month or something. I don't remember oh, how much that. it costs. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't recall how much it costs, but it, it is a subscription service like Netflix or, or one of the others. Um, so yes, 
you will have to pay for it. Yes, I will be paying for it. Um, You'll get Leo to pay for it. Right. <laughs> I don't have to pay for it. This is a great day. Um, so all of you out there, I'm sorry, we'll have to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> Including me. Yes. If you I'll do just watch, watch it. the air house. Yeah, we'll have, <laughs> they'll have the morning show watches. Um, because, I don't know, having been a journalist, I'd never had the opportunity to work in a... This, this is the closest that I've come to like a broadcast television mm-hmm. thing. Um, because... Even whenever I was doing anchoring and news, it wasn't in that traditional studio with all the all of that going on. Um, and I don't know anything that's that Steve Carell is a part of. I'm going to watch just because I respect that guy quite a bit. Um, and I think that this looks a lot of fun, looks like a lot of fun. And there are going to be some, you know, I still have some feels about being a journalist and some feels about how journalism has changed how it's being attacked in some ways, how in some ways it's being rightly uh, attacked and ways that it's being wrongly accused of things that it's not doing. There's a, there's a lot there. And this show based on those little voiceovers seems to kind of cover a little bit of that. So I'm interested to see where this goes. And I love seeing Steve Carell play uh, more serious roles, which he's done a great job of in the past, especially that one where he plays, um, He's like a bald-headed guy, and there's a little kid who has the a sun, bunny the rabbit. Sunshine? No, the sunshine? No. no, I'm totally kidding. Oh. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that that cartoon that I was uh, oh. Despicable Me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That very serious show, Despicable Me. But he was in the. I can't. It's something with sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, Sunshine Boy or Sun oh, something. It was little Miss Sunshine. I, I don't think. think he was in that one. He wasn't. Who was the guy in it? Maybe he was. No, Little Miss Sunshine. I didn't think he was in that. It's Greg Kinnear. You're right. <laughs> but he was in that recent movie where it's about a, I think it's his son and his son is an addict and he, it's very serious. Um, anyway, beautiful boy, beautiful boy. Oh. Thank you. Wait, Steve Carell. He is? is. Yes. Lend support to her eccentric family, including her depressed brother, Steve Carell. Fresh out of the hospital after being jilted by his lover. So there. You You have not seen Little Miss Sunshine from 2006? It's been a long time, let me tell you. Okay. (laughs) But I was wrong. And normally I would write this down and give you a little (laughs) certificate. But the problem is my pen is broken. (laughs) You broke your pen. So we won't Uh, be doing But he was also in Beautiful Boy. But um, the thing about me is if I think I'm right, I'm going to sit around and wait till I prove it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I appreciate you proving uh, me wrong there because I did not remember that he played a depressed brother in that yeah, show. Yeah, he had a minor part, but yeah, I guess. Wait, he was wrong. a minor? He wasn't a minor, but he, yes. Let's move on because I want to tell you about this hilarious story. Uh, there were some <laughs> there were some people who were called to, they're, un, they're called underwater hunters, and they were called to a lake and they said, hey, uh, we need you to rescue this iPhone that our employee dropped into the bottom of the lake. And I think it had been um, about two days that this late, that this iPhone 10 was underwater and they had this grid search planned. And one of the guys, he went outside of the grid as he was going down and he happened to look down and saw the phone. <laughs> and so he went down to just grab it so they could bring it back up. And he accidentally hit the side button. And after two days underwater, the phone lit up. And the guy, the the employee had a missed call from his grandpa on the phone. <laughs> um, 
It's just fascinating. I love that because um, I've been asked before. I remember having my iPhone 10 and talking about how I will listen to it in the shower. Like I like to listen to music or podcasts or something while I'm showering. Um, don't tell California. Uh, I don't spend that long in the shower. But I would have my phone in there and not a problem. But then people would be like, wait, you, t- you take your... Yeah, it's been pretty water resistant for a while. Yeah. And if after two days at the bottom of a lake a very silty, gross lake from what this article talks about. Um, It's still working. I think that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I don't like to push it. I shower with my Apple Watch, but not with my phone. Um, (laughs) But I I love these stories. I did, um, I went to LA in the spring with my daughter and her best friend, and they were, you know, just running around in the waves, taking pictures and... Um, Being then, influencers. Yeah, and then one of... Exactly. And then her friend's phone fell out of her pocket and, you know, into the waves. And, you know, yeah, it was gone. Like, it was it was forever gone. But I wonder um, why it was so important to this company to get this phone back. Like, Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what this story makes me think. Like, what was on that phone that you needed to... The employee seems really happy. He's yeah. got his thumbs up. He's there like, he thank you for saving my phone. Yeah. Uh but yeah, who knows? Yeah. It's, maybe his Apple card was on there. No, know, wait, is this, some, is this in the UK? Yeah, yeah. So no Apple card. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm trying to think of the worst tumble my phone has ever taken. And I've never, I've never dropped it in a toilet or in a body of water. Um, yeah. So the most, like I said, I regularly will subject it to showers, but it's not been an issue. And I guess if it does become an issue, then I'll stop doing that. But until mm-hmm. then, I'm not going to. And by the way, Caillou in the chat, thank you for reminding me that the character's name was Gru oh. uh, from Despicable Me. I was kept wanting to say Groot. And I was like, I know that's not right. He's Gru. He had like uh, this voice. It was a very funny movie. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, <laughs> so Gru and iPhones being saved from underwater. Let's talk now. A little bit of sad news, at least for me, Uh, the Gates Foundation has taken a person from Apple. That's not really how that works. The person is still alive. The person is still alive. Take the life of this person. Uh, Dr. Andrew Trister was uh, working at Apple and uh, was working on actually the, there was recently some news about how at Apple, they were trying to de- trying to determine if wearables could be used to spot early signs of Alzheimer's and, and dementia. And so uh, Dr. Trister was working on that project, but has now moved over to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to work on investing in digital health ventures that can be used kind of uh, that, that have global appeal or global use. Um, obviously, very cool that. You know, he's got this new job to, to go and do this. But this is now, let's see, one, two, three, four, about five kind of big names from Apple's health team that have left. And, you know, for a lot of people, maybe that's not too big of a deal. But for me, I have really enjoyed all of the health features that have been added to iOS and watchOS and the potential future. So I, not too terribly long ago... Um, was hospitalized due to a, a heart thing that I was going through. And my Apple Watch was helpful in determining that there was something going wrong. And then after that, in continuing to monitor 
uh, my condition and make sure that, that things were good. And so I've really enjoyed having that. Um, Leo and I were just talking the other day. We both had what, what weren't actual falls, but falls that were then detected by the watch. And it was just kind of a reminder, like, hey, I've got this here if I need it. And, you know, there's uh, talk of like blood glucose monitoring and in here, the the early signs of dementia. So I want Apple. And, and one thing that I use that I really love is in the health app, there is a way to link up with uh, different health companies. So my doctor, for example, my doctor's office, and it pulls in all my health records. And so I can stay up to date on like, oh yeah, when I went to the doctor last time and she ran a panel or whatever, here's what my results were. So I know at last check and um, whenever medication is renewed and all that kind of stuff, it's all right there in my health app. And I really like having that. So I don't want, I want Apple's health initiatives to continue to succeed. Now, do you use any of Apple's, uh, health stuff or, or rescue safety 911 kind of stuff? Um, I haven't think, thankfully yeah. had to use it. I mean, I use all of the activity stuff, but um, this is really curious to me because, you know, Apple's sort of known for like, once you're in, you never leave. You know, like there's so many people go Hotel from Google California. to Microsoft to, yeah, <laughs> from Facebook to, you know, to Twitter. But Apple really is a place where people seem to be really happy working mm-hmm. and they don't ever go. So why have all these people left? What's going on? Obviously, the Gates Foundation is a great place and, you know. Huge opportunity, I'm um, sure. And, you know, perhaps the person just really wanted to focus more on their initiatives, where which are, you know, nonprofit, nonprofit mm-hmm. initiatives. And I get that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I really want to see them succeed at this as well. Yeah. And, you know, the the folks who have left, it's not as if they've all gone to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They're all going to different places. So it's either those places are having really great opportunities and, you know, there was some headhunting or they wanted to leave Apple's health team. And I hope it's the former and not the latter, because, like I said, I've been really happy with what we've seen thus far and how every time there's kind of a new conversation about the Apple Watch and a new announcement. It's including more stuff to help us with our, to help us keep track of our health and monitor our health. Low heart rate notifications, high heart rate notifications, uh, the ECG, etc. All of those things are, I think, awesome. And even just the ability to uh, see my health ID if I'm ever in an incident and, you know, emergency responders can see who my contacts are. Uh, my emergency contacts and can see what medicines I take or what allergies I might have. All that stuff is very useful and I want that mm. stuff to continue to improve. And with Apple's focus on privacy, I think that that's one of the places that I feel the most comfortable with having that data integrated mm. into those different areas. So let's hope they're working on the next part of their dream team or something because I really, uh, really do like Apple's health initiatives, as it were. All right, folks. Now, before we move on to feedback, I want to tell you about our other sponsor this week. This episode of iOS Today is brought to you by ExpressVPN. It is a fantastic virtual private network. If you believe that you're not being snooped on or that nobody cares about your online data, Guess what? You're wrong because we live in modern times. And because you're a listener of this show, I know you know that your online privacy is under attack. Hackers, governments, ISPs are gobbling up your data, are looking at your data. And that's why I recommend getting the software that I use to protect my online activity. That's ExpressVPN. 
Now, I like ExpressVPN because of the fact that when I went online to check it out and see, you know, where I could install it, it's available on everything. You can put it on all of your stuff. They even have a tutorial so that you know how to make it part of your Apple TV. You can have virtual private network access across the board with ExpressVPN. And it is quite the whopper of privacy. ExpressVPN runs in the background of your computer or phone and you use the internet just as you normally do. So you download the app, you click to connect and you're protected. You're not having to go back and make sure that this is set up this way. And this is, you download it, you click, you're connected, you're good to go, do all your browsing, don't worry about it. You, you shouldn't go online without ExpressVPN, especially if you're out in the, in, you know, connected to a public Wi-Fi network or something like that. Keep yourself protected. And as we've said, with ISPs, those are internet service providers keeping track of your data, even while you're at home, you might want to go ahead and turn that on while you're there. Now, ExpressVPN is incredibly fast. It costs less than $7 per month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee But I get to tell you about something that I'm very excited about. I was just reading into this some more. It's ExpressVPN's trusted server technology. In fact, it's the industry's most advanced VPN server technology. So here's the thing. This VPN, this virtual private network, your data goes to the the virtual private network as you're connecting online, and then it goes and connects to whatever it's trying to connect to and filters through there. And that makes it so that your computer is not the one that's being tracked. Now, with some VPNs, that system is going through hard drives. And those hard drives are collecting that data. And until those those hard drives are erased, then that data is still available. ExpressVPN uses RAM to run its VPN servers. So all data gets wiped with every reboot because without power, the random access memory is volatile. It goes away turns on again, and boom, you've got a brand new start. So if you're worried about security and you want the best in the business, then you got to do ExpressVPN with those trusted servers. Now, the servers never write to the hard drive, as we said, and the entire software stack is reinstalled fresh on every server at startup. I think this is incredible as well. So instead of, you know, you got a bunch of servers out there and they all have different versions of the VPN software running, because again, it's run on RAM, they all Turn on, they all reinstall that copy, and it's one image, and you can make sure that no matter which server you're connecting to, it's always going to be the latest, and as soon as that reboot happens, your data is gone. That, folks, is security. That, folks, is privacy, and that is why we love ExpressVPN. So it's time to stop those hackers, big brother, and internet companies from grabbing all your data. You can take back your online privacy with ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three extra months free with a one-year package at expressvpn.com slash iOS today. Get it installed on all your devices like I have done. Turn it on. You're at a hotel. No problem. That's expressvpn.com slash iOS today. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash iOS today for three extra months free with a one-year package. Thank you very much, ExpressVPN. Let's answer some feedback, Megan. Okay, I'm ready. So I've decided if you don't include your location, you're from somewhere, Indiana. <laughs> so Chad from somewhere, Indiana writes, Hey, Micah and, Le- hey, Micah and Megan. <laughs> have, I- have either of you tried out this new Siri voice in iOS 13? 
I use text-to-speech to read articles almost every day and was just curious if the new Siri voice with neural TTS, that's text-to-speech, is used when you use the built-in screen reader on a web page or in apps like Pocket. If so, have you tried it? What do you think? So I like this question not only because it's a good question, Chad from somewhere in Indiana, but also because a lot of people don't know about this text-to-speech option. Uh, and so if you take two fingers and you put them on the screen and you swipe down. I can do that too? Sponsors, inside Twit, make a sergeant to join Twit. June 30th, 2019 by so, Lisa Laporte. Make a sergeant. Make a sergeant has become a me, familiar yeah. face in the Twit Studios as a regular... You get the idea. Uh, that is the new voice of, of Siri. Of course, I have mine set to Australian male instead of traditional Siri. Uh, try, yeah, try going to an article. Because I, I can't remember if I had to activate it or if it was just automatically a feature. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's working on no. yours. So probably in the accessibility feature. Yeah, I, let me remember now. The feature is called Speak Screen. And you want to enable that. And it says underneath, swipe down with two fingers from the top of the screen to hear the content of the screen. Mm. There oh, it goes. Oh, there it goes. Navigation toggle. And you can change the speed. Oh. Fortnite champ with swatted while streaming. <gasps> streaming. ESPN News Services. Mm. 3.17 p.m. ET. Now that sounds like old Siri on iOS 12. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, this was new Siri on iOS 13. Let me uh, pull up. Another article here. Uh, I don't even know. What should I do? Well, actually, send me that article. Can you uh, airdrop that article to me? I think that'd be a great way to show the difference between mm-hmm. the two of us. It's just the two of us. Airdropped. Beautiful. I will accept. Thank you. And so we go to the article and boom, here we go. Address ESPN.com. Secure and validated connection. ESPN. Live sports and scores. ESPN. Four and a half stars. Get on the App Store, Navigation Toggle, ESPN, oh Fortnite Champ Boo is swatted while streaming, ESPN News Services, Services, 317 PMET. Yeah, but I need more. Address, ESPN.com. That's weird. Anyway. Uh, the so po- that was Safari. Do you, are you using Safari? Because mm-hmm. I think I was using Chrome. Oh, okay. I was wondering why I was talking about more. Yeah, so I am using Safari for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrome might give it a different thing. But the fact is... Um, Yes, it uses the new Siri voice, which does improve. And I have a feeling that if I had switched mine back to regular Siri, it would, in theory, sound even better. Theory Siri. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the new voice is available and swiping down from the top does that. I like to use that whenever I'm in the car and there might be something that I want to read. And so I will listen to it uh, with Siri. You can speed it up and slow it down. So that's a handy tip and an answer to your question, Chad, from somewhere in Indiana. Now, let's go to our next question, which comes from Paul from Los Angeles. So, I've been using the beta for iOS 13 on all my devices for some time now, and I've noticed a couple of issues. When using Apple Mail, usually when you delete a mail merge from your iPhone, that deletion syncs across to my iPads. Now, with iOS and iPad OS 13, the syncing doesn't work. And I find I have to manually delete emails from my iPad, even though they're deleted from my iPhone. And the other issue is location management. I have a Google Nest thermostat, which now doesn't know when I'm out of the house. It used to automatically adjust. As we say in Australia, Paul from Los Angeles, what do you reckon? And no, I wasn't going to do an accent because I do a terrible Australian accent. So, uh, Paul, what I reckon is that you're running a beta. 
Mm. Um, the, the syncing issues, I imagine, are something that could be corrected by the time that the final version of iOS 13 rolls around. If not, use that feedback app in iOS. Mm-hmm. Megan, uh, when you used to run betas, did you ever send any um, any information off I to, did, to Apple? I did, yeah. I, I felt like it was my responsibility. Um, so I did, yeah. That's, Especially if I heard it a lot from people. Like sometimes I'd be lazy if it's just like, maybe I just want this and I'm asking too much. But if a lot of people would email and say, why doesn't it do this? Then I would. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Now I did want to, it's not just a, a, I'm not just doing a learning lesson here, Paul, even though that is what our show is about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to address your other question, which is about the location management issues. Apple has stepped up uh, prompts quite a bit now and prompts for your security, for your privacy. And so it's quite possible that the app is currently set to allow location uh, tracking when using the app. And unfortunately, you have to wait until the option comes up for always allow. Um, That is, I I think it needs to be also fixed. But if you hop into your settings app, you go into privacy uh, and you go into location then there's uh, an option for each app that you have downloaded. Tap on the app for your Google Home or whatever, uh, so the Nest, I guess, in this case, and make sure that it's set to always allow. And if it's not currently, then you need to switch it to that so that it can always track you. That's probably what it is. Um, We'll do one last question here. This is Bob also from somewhere, Indiana. We got two folks from somewhere, Indiana, today. (laughs) Help me, Micah and Megan. Is definitely what that says. On occasion, I go to bed with a fully charged Apple Watch and wake in the morning with a near-dead Apple Watch. Is there a way to see what is running the battery down so fast? Hope you can help, Bob. So he's not talking about on the charger. He's talking about he's wearing it. He is wearing his uh, Apple Watch to bed, yes. Do you do that? Yes. You do? I do, but... You do? <laughs> but I find times in the day when I can charge it. So I pretty much just charge it one time in the day. And it's usually like as I'm winding down for the evening before I go to bed because I use my Apple Watch with an app called Pillow to track my sleep. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to track my sleep. I imagine that's probably what Bob does. I know f- folks in somewhere in Indiana have you know some sleep issues. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me. But... There's not a good way, sort of like with um, with your iPhone, you can pop in and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, here's this." I, you know, I know exactly what battery is using what. Uh, but one feature you might consider is there is a toggle for workouts and and uh, for other things that kind of lessens battery use by turning down location settings. Mm-hmm. So if you either on your Apple Watch or on the Watch app for iOS, go in there and. Um, turn off the the feature for for location access because it might be pulling some gps data that you don't necessarily need when you're at sleep when you're sleeping in bed at night uh that's one way to save data but i would also just check what's running on your apple watch which you can do i always forget now which uh which way to do it but i think you yeah you double tap on uh the digital crown and see sort of which apps are, are there. And then you can force quit ones that you're not using. And also just make sure that there aren't things that are trying to pull data down while you're sleeping, except for the, the app that you're wanting to use. Right. So like you can turn off background app refresh. There you go. Um, that's like, so all of these apps are pulling down data, I guess. And so turning them off would preserve the battery life. So, I mean, there's really no reason that drafts is... Um, working all the time to pull data down while you're sleeping. Um, that's a lot. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, a lot. I, I've never. I guess they're so. So they're automatically turned on by default. You can turn them mm-hmm. all off that way. But I like to get apps on my. You know, I get to. I like to get uh, alerts on my Apple Watch. But yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't sleep with my. I'm impressed. I just. I. You know. I'm. I'm a woman of habit. So it goes on the charger every night, and when I wake up, I put it back on. Yeah, and. That, that totally works. And uh, there is an article over at uh, my, my pals at iMore have written up a great article that helps you learn how to uh, save battery on your Apple Watch. So if you type in Apple Watch battery, iMore.com, you should be able to come across that. It'll show you some some tips and tricks that you can use. And I apologize to our producer, Kevin, who's already found it. I don't even need to apologize. Wonderful. Uh, that will give you some tips on how you can fix the battery life. Uh, Megan, I get the impression that we are running out of time. We're always running, running out of time. We're always running, running, running. And mm-hmm. that means it's time to run into app caps. Ooh. All right. I just love how much you love the app caps. This is the reason that I was so excited when Leo was like, definitely want to have Micah do this show. I, the rest of it, sure. I love iOS stuff, <laughs> but the caps, that's the best part. Yeah. This is so much fun. And I always enjoyed uh, bringing an app cap and having your reaction mm-hmm. whenever I would put it on. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Oh, Doth our caps. <laughs> I'm a pirate. <laughs> you too are a pirate. I'm under here somewhere. I guess it's supposed to kind of go more. Is it back? Well, it also it can mean, go all I'm the just... way out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's... Yeah, we'll do it this way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, just a little off center, a little jaunty. Otherwise, yeah. I you love know, it. It's something, and I, I like it. Arr. Why yeah. are... <laughs> Is that your... Yeah, oh, your hook. hook. Yes. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> Why are we wearing hats? We're wearing hats <laughs> to commemorate, to celebrate, to accentuate our choices <laughs> for this week's app cap. We like to talk about apps that we love and we like to celebrate that and mark that special occasion with emoji hats mm-hmm. and real hats on our heads. <laughs> and Megan, I know I am listed first in our little show document, but I want you to go you first. You want me to go first. Okay. You're the guest. So as you know, I no longer work at Twit. I just got an email uh, You no from longer someone. work. That's I know awesome. I no longer work at Twit. <laughs> Uh, someone just emailed me like, I didn't know you were gone. I'm like, I guess you weren't really paying attention. Are you my biggest fan or (laughs) what? Um, I started working in medium. So, um, I am going to talk about the medium app because that's what I've been using. I saw this in the, in the spreadsheet (laughs) earlier and I did do a little chuckle. I know. Cause I didn't, I I didn't, I didn't ask your permission cause I didn't want you to feel like, no, why don't you come up with something that's not self-promotion. I'm all about shameless plugs. Okay. (laughs) Seriously. Um, so if you don't know, Medium um, is a website for readers and writers. So anybody can write stuff up there. You can, anybody watching this could open a Medium account and put their biggest thoughts, um, their most interesting thoughts up there. But we also have um, magazines, like we have publications. And like I said before, one zero is the one that I um, work for. But there's just, there's topics on everything. And they have a really good algorithm that shows you stuff that you're really interested. So you go through and you say what I'm interested in. And um, and then the app will show you stories based on that, based on your reading history. And so the way it works, it's a metered paywall. So you get to, you know, read a certain amount of stories and then they'll, you know, then stuff is behind the paywall. And it's $5 a month, which is a pretty good price for a subscription for what you're getting. There's syndicated stuff from the New York Times and Fast Company and all different places, too. So, um 
I think it's a really good deal. Also, side note, if you click on a medium link from Twitter, it'll always be free. So just a little tip <laughs> from you. Whoa, so folks. if anything that I tweet or anybody else tweets, it's not it doesn't count in your meter um paywall. And I think I hope that is public knowledge. It is now. <laughs> so, <laughs> See, this is why we do shameless plugs. Yeah, exactly. So that you can share that data with us. Um so here's just I mean, if you opened your medium app, it would be totally different stuff. Um but like here's like of co- of course I'm interested in this article. We burn our robots in Africa. Like I excuse me <laughs> keep trying to steal our jobs. So this usually um I look, okay, who's Rob Riddell? He's a singer, songwriter, author, academic, entrepreneur, speaker. So it's like, okay, well, um I'll, you know, read who the person is before I read about um, you know, what they're talking about. But this is an interesting article about South Africa and what they do with robots and jobs. And, you know, it's really super interesting. So you could read that. If I want to read it later, I bookmark it. If I want to make it bigger, the text bigger, I press that button. If I want to share it, um, I can, you know, I can share it in all these ways or add it to notes. And then... You can um, also now have Siri read it to you, as we've shown. Yes. Um, or I could give it, if I loved it, I would give it some claps. So I would just clap there. That's the, the like version. And, um, so the other thing is if you, and you can also write stories from the app. So if I wanted, this is what it looks like. So if I wanted to tell my story, I could just tell here and you can, um, you know, add three dots or like, yeah, I am on iOS today. It is. So if you get inspired by something you're reading then you can immediately go, oh my goodness, I've got to write something right away. And it publishes right. to the site. Yes. So anybody who has an account can publish to the site. Anybody can. You don't have to pay for that. No, no, you do not have to pay to write. You That's know, very cool. You never do. And for, you know, for people that um, have worked in different CMSs, content management systems, this is a pretty good one. Like, you know, I can feel unafraid to write in the CMS. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I can add images there. I can choose from my library and, um, you know, add some images of um, here. I had some brunch with Hase, um, who used to work here and there as maybe I want to write a little story about how what a beautiful mom she is with her beautiful little baby. Look at that little baby and how like she asked me if I um, if holding her baby made me want to have more babies. And I said, hell no. (laughs) Thank you for letting me hold yours. Um, So I could, uh, you know, and I can um, tune my recommendations here. So like if I want, maybe I I want some more stories about art or I want some, maybe I want some fiction, um, music, photography, podcasts. I like all these. I don't want, I don't want anything about sports, um, more industry, industry stuff. I can go through there and, oh, I can also, um, if I like certain publications, so here are some of the, so one zero is the one that I work for. Zora is a really great publication also that's just by and for women of color. Um, and yeah, so check it out. Um, it's a free app and you can write or read. And what I really like about it, it's kind of like, it's very similar to podcasts where it gives you a lot of time to really think and discuss topics Mm -hmm. as opposed to just Twitter, which is just no context. Yeah. Yeah. One sentence. So, um, yeah, that is my shameless plug. I love it. I love it. Uh, so once this knows it's my face, I will tell <laughs> I'll you. I'll never know with that hat. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> see, I can do normal hats. The That's what the camera's saying, but this is a little much. All right, so I am going to tell you about an adorable app. It's a game. What? 
<laughs> no, we're going to do it with the. <laughs> yeah, that hat was always beautiful, but I got in the way. Beautiful, but too much, which is how they describe me. All right, Sheba Force. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at that little strawberry. <laughs> I love, we got to give the everything nicknames. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, a, it's a requirement. Um, so this is a little, a fun little like tap, tap around kind of game. And it's beautifully designed. We need Shibas with energy to save Shibokio. So you summon a Shiba. <gasps> Look, there's a Shiba just hanging out in Tokyo. Or sorry, Shibokio. Oh, Shibokio. And it it knows, oh man, it's time for me to be a superhero and save the day. Ta-da! <laughs> and so it's a recruit for us. Here I am. And I just want to get past this part here. I s immediately can send my little Shiba out on a run to save the day. So we rest while the Shibas do the work. And then, oh, look, we're already done. They've already done whatever it needed to do, like saving a cat in a tree or what have you. And then you start to collect a quartz sword and some coins. How nice. And slowly but surely, you build up your Shiba's powers. Is a Shiba a cat? Shiba's a dog. Okay. Would the dog save a cat in the tree? Um, we in, in Shibokyo, yes, okay. these these heroes will save a cat. <laughs> Shibi, blah, 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 blah. So now we're going to... It's got to go back out. Oh, first of all, let's just take a look at that little photo back there. Hilarious. And going out <laughs> to save some more folks for us. And then while they're doing that, you can play little mini games. Oh. So as a Shiba, I got to hide the toy or dig and then hide the, my toys away oh there goes a nice little green my emerald choo-choo um there's my favorite uh animal <laughs> todd uh <laughs> let's see what i'm gonna bear here this is it seems very sad oh no it's uh steven um <laughs> there's got to be another one besides it there we go that's lulu all right, so that's going on, and then I can come back. Oh, yeah, look, they're back from their mission. Let's see what they got this time. <gasps> a super morpher. Everyone has one, but mine is better. And they're slowly building up their level. The point of this game is just, like, you tap around. You have a little fun. You read the little story that they've put together and all of the funny uh, Sheba puns that exist. There don't appear to be ads. There don't appear to be ads, and uh, that is because you buy coins. Mm. This is one of those free-to-play, uh, more fun-to-pay kind of games. In-app with, with I can't remember how to get to the in-app purchases because I haven't gone that far. I've mostly mm. just been playing around with what's there. <gasps> Shibazord! Of course I want Shibazord to come. Now, that one did look like a cat, I yeah. will say. Ooh, got a diamond. With a diamond, you can recruit another player. Oh. And now my Sheba's made it to level one. Whoa! Power up! I like how the Sheba is wearing, like, underoos. <laughs> like, that's what it looks like. Yeah, they cut out on the side a little bit. Yeah. Too. Ooh, yeah, they might be. So anyway, you get the idea here. That's it. where I can recruit another Sheba to come and help me save Shibokio. And it's just a fun little tap-around game. You can explore the little lab where they, they work from. And then at the end of the day, the Sheba's go back to their bushes and other areas uh, where they live after they've rescued. So if you're a fan of Shibas or dogs or animals in general, or you just want a really well-illustrated app to play around with, that is Shiba Force. Download and play for free or buy some stuff. 
but not me. Mm. Sorry, I was trying to make that rhyme still. It felt quirky like the app. And I didn't do a great job there. Sorry. But the, uh, the hat is quirky like the app. Yes, the hat is quirky like the app. Wow. We've come to the end we have, of an episode of iOS today. This is the end. Now, Megan, how do you usually end an episode of iOS today? Just what was your deal? With great relief. With um, great relief. <laughs> Just, whew, we did it. <sighs> Take a breather. Um, I, now, see, Leo told me we throw off our hats. And so I did that the last time, but then he didn't throw his off. And oh. so I felt really awkward about it. Well, if that's the only thing that made you feel awkward, it was a good show. (laughs) Listen, folks out there, you can send us a video, a question, a thought, a hat. No, you can't send a hat this way, but do send us those things to iostoday at twit.tv. That will get your questions and feedback and things sent right to my mailbox, to Leo's mailbox, not to Megan's mailbox. You'll have to ask her questions on Twitter. Uh, we record the show live every Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. ish uh, Pacific time. That's 1.30 p.m. Eastern, except today because it's Monday. And you can, of course, watch live at twit.tv slash live. If you ever want to join us live and you want to bring a hat for us to wear, you can totally do that or pick out a hat for us to wear. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can totally do that. You just email tickets at twit.tv and that will get you uh, right the information that you need right when you need it. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the show at twit.tv slash iOS. You can subscribe to the audio stream. You can subscribe to the video stream. That's the best way to get the show. You'll never have to miss an episode. But of course, we do love when you join live and hang out in the chat. Thank you all of you out there in the chat today for your funny jokes your Sheba Force uh, thoughts and your welcomes and celebrations to Megan for being here for this episode. <laughs> Can't wait to have you back again for another episode of iOS today at some point. Mm-hmm. And frankly, there's going to be an episode where you're sitting here and Leo's sitting there and I'm nowhere to be found. Yes, you should, like I said, you should take vacations. Vacations are for you. And then Leo and I can have some quality time. I've too. never taken a vacation in my like adult life. So that'll be weird. Really? Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. I've, I've never, I don't, I've never done a vacation, so I got to do that. I'm just flabbergasted. Yeah. See, maybe I need to get that travel rewards card you've been talking about. <laughs> yes. That's why I haven't gotten the Apple card. I need to go on a boat and wear my pirate hat and, yeah. and explore the world. Yeah. Anyway, this has been iOS Today. I've been Micah Sargent. And who have you been? I have been Megan Maroney, and I always will be Megan Maroney. And where can people find you online? Uh, Megan Maroney um, on Twitter. Uh, MeganMaroney.com. GoatsWearingClothes.com. I love that. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I do have a piece about the Apple Card on Medium. So, of course, I will shamelessly what? tweet that out. It's not up yet. Oh, okay. Because I just I just filed it right before I came here. So, it's currently being edited. So, I will shamelessly tweet that out as soon Please as... Please do. Mm-hmm. We want that. We want that. You can find me at chihuahua.coffee, of course. And this is iOS Today. Goodbye. Oh, we can throw our hats. Let's throw them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. <laughs>